What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. It's Chrisomania, brother. That's a great question. Look at you, man, with the powerful questions. <laughs> Woo! This is the Chris Van Vliet Show. Chris Van Vliet Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Vliet! What is going on? Thank you for downloading another episode of the Chris Van Vliet Show. I'm Chris Van Vliet, but you could just call me CVV if that's easier for you. It's much easier to pronounce. Rolls off the tongue, too. CVV. Thank you to everyone who's left a five-star review, and thank you for helping put us in the top 200 on Apple Podcasts for sports and recreation. I mean, the podcast isn't even a week old yet. You guys are awesome. Now, if you haven't left a five-star review yet, please take 27 seconds out of your day at some point today And to thank you, the next time I see you, I will give you the best high five of your life. Now, the timing of this podcast is perfect since Jungle Boy's in a four-way match at Fighter Fest tonight as we release this with MJF, Jimmy Havoc, and Hangman Page. And I'm not going to pretend like I didn't plan to release this on the same day as Fighter Fest because I did. Jungle Boy's stock is on the rise and I couldn't be more excited for him. He's only 22 years old. I mean, technically, he's 21 when we did this interview. Then his birthday was a few days later. Um, But he just keeps getting better every single time he gets in the ring. And if you saw Double or Nothing, he's very over. The crowd loves him. So we get into a lot of different things in this conversation, including his famous father, Luke Perry, who passed away suddenly in March, how he's dealing with that, how he started training when he was 11 years old, why he doesn't watch WWE, a bunch of other stuff. Before we get to that, though, the Chris Van Vliet Show is brought to you by Green Roads, and I'm sure you've heard a lot about CBD, and yeah, it's as good as everyone says. Green Roads has the best ingredients, and they're the company I use because they're a pharmacist-founded company that's focused on making the lives of their customers better. There's CBD oil, gummies, tea, cream, capsules, all their products Uh, Even their CBD oil for pets. They're the real deal. Use my code CHRIS15 to get 15% off your order of CBD products at greenroadsworld.com. The CVV Show also being podcasted into your ears right now thanks to Samson Technologies. They have affordable audio solutions for any of your podcasting or audio needs. Head to samsontech.com to see their entire lineup. Now, this was such a great interview uh, with jack perry with jungle boy we did it at my hotel in los angeles and he lives like four ish miles away but with la traffic it took him almost an hour to get to me we talk about that in the interview and because i did this interview with jungle boy luchasaurus then reached out to me and asked when he can be on the show so boom there you go keep an eye out for that one soon as well until then please enjoy my chat with jungle boy I think you might have the best hair in wrestling right now. Oh, thank you, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's my mom's, pretty much. <laughs> uh, but wait, but when you have hair like this, what kind of like, what kind of care has to go into it? Um, I probably don't do as much as you would think. I just use a shampoo and conditioner from Costco. Um, I'm pretty long overdue for like a trim or whatever, but kind of goes with the character. Yeah, you're the jungle boy. You shouldn't be trimming your hair. No, yeah. I, yeah, I think they say about split ends and all that, but... I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. You have, you have much longer hair than I do. Yeah. You'd know much more about this than I would. Yeah, I, I don't know. I need to ask for some tips and all that. Um, People will leave them in the comments for you yeah, if you like. Yeah, let me know. I don't know. Yeah. This is probably trashed, realistically. I haven't trimmed it in like three years. <laughs> really? so, yeah, it's always getting pulled and stepped on and whatever. That's but. true. 
Um, I find it helps a lot, actually. I'm, I don't, I don't know if I would know how to wrestle without hair. Uh, like for selling, you mean? Yeah, for every. A lot of times, when, like I'm about to get hit or whatever, I kind of just put my hair in the way, and it, I think it saves my face a lot. Wow. But um, yeah, I don't know. I can't really imagine not having long hair, because at this point, it's so like, it's always in my face, like a part of what I'm doing. Right. It's kind of. I think maybe I'm stuck with it forever. We're sitting here, and I think it's two days from your birthday, right? Two days from your Is 22nd it? Yeah, birthday? Something like that. It's on Sunday. <laughs> your birthday's on the 15th, right? 16th. 16th, okay. So what day is it? Yeah, we're close. I don't know. What day we're is close. it today? Almost 22. Wow. Yeah. Do you have big plans for your birthday? Uh, no, I don't I don't usually do anything too huge. I kind of just hang out with my family, my, my good friends. Um, I'm not much of a party guy, actually, so I just kind of hang out by the pool. Uh, yeah, kind of simple. You've been wrestling like deceivingly long because you're 21 as you sit here right now. You're about to be 22, but you've been wrestling like it's crazy to say this because you're 22 half your life. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't really thought about it like that. It is kind of wild that, um, you know, it hasn't all been consecutive, but uh, but like all together it is. It's been a while. I started when I was in fourth grade. Um, <laughs> That's crazy to say out loud. Yeah. And it was a. Uh, my parents took me to do it. Um, they kind of facilitated the whole thing because I used to, I would just go out on my trampoline with my sister and kind of throw her around and whatnot. Sure. Um, you know, and I think it just started with me wanting to like clothesline her or whatever, but it got to the point where I was like, like giving her tombstones and Batista bombs and stuff like that. And I think my parents got like a little concerned. So they wanted me to go they said, like, if you're serious about this and this is something that you really want to do, you got to do it with uh, other people who, like, want to be doing it. And, and you got to learn how to do it safe. Your sister didn't want to do it? Um, I don't know. I mean, she kind of had to be talked into it a little bit. Um, but I don't know. She was, she was always cool about it. Um, but, yeah, they, took, they found a place for me to go learn. And they, t they would, I mean, I couldn't drive then, so they would pick me up from school and take me to train. Wow. And, uh, yeah, they would drive me to shows. Um, yeah, they were, they were super cool. But, yeah, it's their fault that I'm in this. <laughs> what, what was your debut match? My debut match was in some warehouse somewhere here in Southern California. I don't know where, and I don't know what promotion or what it was for, but it was against a woman who actually helped to train me a lot. Her name was Nikki. And um, I just, that was like probably the scariest thing I'd ever done, being in front of people like that. And I remember thinking, because like I'd been doing the training and I was like pretty good and all, and I remember thinking right before it was time to go in front of the, I was like, why would anybody do this? It was like the worst thing. <laughs> um, but I did it and it went pretty well. And then I still think that now before I go out, I'm always like, I, I want to quit right before I walk through the curtain. Right. Yeah. W waiting to go out is the worst part for me. It, um, yeah. The anticipation, I hate it. Um, but then the second you go out, it's, it's awesome. And by the time you come back, you can't wait to do it again. So. so why was there a break in between you doing this in fourth grade yeah. and then, you know, continuing it later on? Um, I kind of I just got over wrestling a little bit. I um. You know, I, I was saying, I, I don't really watch wrestling that often when I am wrestling. And I would got into wrestling, like wanting to wrestle, because I love to watch it. And then, you know, I kind of started doing it. And I, I kind of just, like, I don't, when I'm not wrestling, I don't want to be watching wrestling. Hmm. And I kind of just got over it. And I got into music. And I got into, I mean, you know, I was in, like, sixth grade at that point, seventh grade. And I kind of wanted to just be a, a middle schooler. And I didn't want to have to wake up to go train and blah 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 and so I kind of that was that and I kind of just was over wrestling and I, I fully had that phase that I think a lot of people have where like oh wrestling's stupid that's you know um and then I got back into it it was it was kind of an accident but I ended up being in, I was in high school at some point and I remember uh I was at my house with this girl and um it was like kind of awkward and I didn't really know what to do so I was just like I'm gonna put on the tv for like I don't know some sort of background or whatever and I ended up kind of just like sitting on the remote, I guess. And it flipped onto Monday Night Raw. And I was like, all right, I'm, I'm just going to watch until the commercial and then I'll flip it off. Right. And um, I watched that segment and then I, I was like, all right, I'm just going to watch the next one. And, I, and so I pretty much ended up ignoring the girl the whole time and just watched the <laughs> whole episode. And, I, and then I, I flipped back on the next week and I kind of immediately was back into it. And how long ago was this? That, I'm... I'd say that was like six or 
seven years ago, maybe? Okay. Five, so, six, seven. So six, seven years ago, you might have still had CM Punk there. Uh, yeah, that was... Uh, do you remember some of the segments that really drew you back in? I remember around that time, The Shield, the Shield was... I don't know if they were new, but that was the first time I'd ever yeah, seen them. Yeah, they would have been new, yeah. And um, I remember looking at Roman Reigns the first time I knew that he was going to be pretty big. And I kind of just made that little prediction to myself. I was like, that's the guy. Um, I remember, I think that was around the time that Punk wrestled uh, Undertaker at WrestleMania, probably before that WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like, Randy Orton was still there. I don't know. I was I was surprised kind of because it was, it was pretty different, but it was almost exactly the same at the same time. Um, uh, I don't know. It has a way of changing, but never changing altogether. It's so. it's it's the constant, you know. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of like I'd never left, um, and there were new faces and whatnot. Yeah, but you know, it was it was the same same thing. I'd, so then, from there, how quickly did you get back into training again? The, yeah, it wasn't super quick because then I, you know, I'd grown a bit, and like it it used to hurt me a lot when I was a kid. But I think my neck was like not fully developed, like. <laughs> I, it used to hurt me a lot to take the bumps. and um, Bumps are like no joke, though. People yeah. need to realize Yeah, this. no. I mean, here's the thing. Like, you can say whatever. It hurts. Um, yeah. The first time, like, I've trained a little bit. And the first time I hit the ropes, I was like, ah! Yeah, well, I used to get bruises on my back. Of course. And, and I remember people, people would always tell me, they'd be like, oh, you know, there's a trampoline under it. And I'm like, I wish there was, man. <laughs> this, It's a... Uh, yeah, so I kind of, I figured I'll give it another shot because I'm, I'm older, I'm a little bigger. I think I'd be better at it now. Um, and I'd kept in touch with some people from back then, like through Facebook and all that. And I kind of, uh, I messaged this guy, Fern, who had been my good friend. I said, uh, I, I think I want to try it again. What do you think? And um, he taught down here at Santino's, which is a school in, uh, where I don't know, somewhere in Southern California here. <laughs> and um, I came down to do a private class. And I was super excited, and I took that first bump, and immediately I was like, this sucks. I forgot. Like, yep. this is a, yeah. Um, so then I kind of, I was like, I took four months, and I was like, I don't know about that. And then four months later, I was like, you know, I think maybe I want to try it again. And so I went down, and I, I took the first bump again. I did the whole class, but every time I was like, man, this sucks. Because you kind of have to build up a tolerance for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so me going, like, every five, four months, whatever, I, I wasn't building any tolerance to the bump. So every time it was like my first bump all over again. And then it took maybe like a year and a half. I kind of went on that schedule of like once in a blue moon going down and doing it. And then he told me actually, that guy Fern, he said, uh, I know a company and they're doing a cruiserweight tournament. And is that something you'd want to do? And I guess I was just like, you know, I might as well, like, it's kind of now or never. I don't know. I might as well do it. And so I said, yeah. And he's like, all right, well, it's in three weeks. Wow. So I was like, oh, shit, I got to, I got to, like, get down to business. And then, yeah, that three weeks, I kind of just was right back into it. But I was really surprised kind of once I got over the initial, the hump of getting back into it, how, how quickly it kind of came back. And I think it's kind of like riding a bike a little bit. I think if it's something you. A very painful bike. Yeah, yeah. yeah, bike you fall off a lot, but um, <laughs> it it kind of I just had to remember that, but it was, it was kind of all right there. Um, so if you got out of it for a little while, obviously you're in now, signed with AEW. Yeah. What's to say you know that cycle's not going to repeat itself? I've thought about that before, you know. Um, I mean, and obviously there, I look at people who uh, who go away for a while and then come back and do their thing. Um, I intend to be wrestling pretty solidly now for a while, but. Um, you know, with the rest of my life, I don't know. I, I don't think I'd like to be wrestling when I'm 50. Um, yeah. I'm not, I don't know. I think I'm that's pretty out. fair. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but even if you did wrestle till you were 50, you would be wrestling like 30 plus years. Yeah. Yeah. That would be why. I don't know. But um, I think wrestling is more permanently in my life now. Um, even with like the people I've met, the first time I got out of it, I kind of, I could have just dropped wrestling there completely and I wouldn't have any ties to it. Um, but you know, this is also because it's weird now. Cause it's like, it's actually my job. Like it's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of, that part is crazy. Cause I used to, um, when I'd see people, like after I got out of high school, I had like two or three years out of high school before this all happened. And I'd see people and they'd be like, oh, how's wrestling going? And I would kind of be embarrassed. I'd be like, um, mm. I just be like, you know, it's good. But the truth was I, like I hadn't made any money. I like lost money. Um, I was still living at home. I, I mean, I pretty much just be getting beat up all the time. Like, 
I had nothing to show for it, I guess. And I, I love to do it, but it was, yeah, so you know, what, when I'd see these people, I'd be like, I don't know, I don't have anything. So you. what was the catalyst? What, what kind of took you to that next level? Yeah, so it kind of, um, I ended up, when I got out of high school, I moved to Santa Cruz for college. And when that happened, I was like, the, I was not happy at all. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought it was pretty much the worst thing that was ever going to happen to me. But what it did, the school, I hated college that year. Um, and the school, it was just totally not right for me. But the people I met up there, like the wrestling scene of Northern California, that really kind of took things to another level for me. Because they, down here, I'd only been working like little warehouses and all that. But when I got up there, they were like, they were selling out their little arenas and all that. And I kind of was like, oh, there, there is something here. It's, um, you know, more than 13 people will show up to see this. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, then I, then I pretty much exclusively wrestled in like Northern California for two years and I started kind of building a name for myself up there and like, I got some exposure and all that. And then it really wasn't, it was till this past November was when it just blew up for me. And I, um, I was up at a show in San Francisco and I was talking to Brody King and he, he was telling me, he was like, I was with Joey Janela this past weekend. Uh, he was like watching some of your video clips. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. But I kind of, I was like, he watches probably a bunch of clips. He's Joey Janela. He's doing whatever. Um, and not very long after that, Joey Janela sent me a, like a message. And he was having a show in L.A. And he wanted me to do it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he told me, he was like, I think you're going to blow up pretty big after this. And that kind of freaked me out. Because I had seen like with Marco Stunt and stuff, like J Joey has an eye for, you know, the next big thing kind of. And so really, um, I did the show in November, and it, that, it fully took, I got booked for PWG the next day. Oh, that changes which, everything. Which was nuts. Yeah. Uh, I almost threw up when I saw that. Um, <laughs> and the, Does Joey, him, Joey Ryan himself reach out to you about that? For PWG? Oh, for PWG? No, I got uh, emailed by Super Dragon for that, and it was weird because I've never gotten booked through an email before. Um, but someone asked me, they were like, uh, can I get your email? Someone wants to book you. And I was like, all right. Like, I, I never check my email. I'm not good at the emails. So I gave it to him. And I, I was in a, uh, I was at Hamburger Mary's. Have you been there? Yeah. The drag room. Yeah. My sister loves that stuff. And so we were in there. Uh, that place is legendary. Yeah, it's wild. I've been there a bunch. Um, but we were in there and I was just flipping through my email. And it said PWG Wrestling. And I was like, no way. This is a... Uh, this is nuts, and I, I showed my dad that, and he kind of just like he just gave me this little nod, like it's. And I had to leave the restaurant thing because it was it was too loud, and I, I really felt like I was gonna puke because I was like, oh. this is why this is nuts. Um, and so I was sitting out on a curb, just kind of like holding my head, and like like this is nuts. And um, I remember talking to my dad that day, kind of out on the street, because he came out to check me, and he kind of told me he's like, it's like it's starting, like the rest of your life is kind of starting now. Wow. And so, the way before I even did the first PWG, I'd, I'd been contacted by Cody, and then that kind of all happened. So then it was just like PWG, AEW, and then just kind of nuts. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, there was like, I mean, really one night kind of changed everything for me. And I went wow. from, I mean, not a nobody, but no one knew what was really going on with me to... I'm kind of everywhere. Well, you went from being Luke Perry's son to yeah. being Jungle Boy, the wrestler, on yeah. your own. Yeah, that's been kind of a, um, you know, the way it's all, I, I wasn't like, the way it's all worked out now, it's kind of weird because I, I was never like ashamed to talk about my dad or whatever, but it wasn't something that I ever wanted to bring up and I kind of wanted to stay away from because it was just always kind of, as my, I, I've always just been trying to do my own thing, and I never wanted to be given things that I shouldn't be getting because of that. Sure. And, um, you know, so that Jungle Boy is like pretty much the furthest away from Luke Perry that I can think. Of. It's it's like a totally different. And the, I've had a lot of people over like the years tell me like you you need to use your real name and like be yourself and all. And um, it's just not what I ever wanted to do. And now, obviously, it's a, like, it's still, it's not something I, I come in the door trying to talk about, but it is what it is. And um, that for me, it was just cool to kind of have like the validation of being successful on my own as yeah. my own thing. And to, yeah. um, I mean, when I was there for uh, Double or Nothing a couple of weeks ago, it was, people were, 
it, that was crazy. That whole city was kind of taken over. But yeah. people were coming up to me and, like, pulling me away from my family and, like, taking pictures with me and stuff. And that was kind of wild because, you know, I'd kind of seen that my whole life with my dad. We'd be out and people would be like, hey, can I get a pic? And so it was kind of wild for it to be me for yeah. the first time. And it was, um, I don't know, it felt kind of surreal. It was... Yeah. Um, Who was with you at Double or Nothing? Uh, I had, I think I had eight people with me. I had, like, my mom, uh, one of my aunts. I had two of my aunts there. Uh, my stepdad. I had my dad's two best friends. They came out for it. Um, one of my best friends out there. Um, yeah, pretty much my, my like, core kind of family yeah. group. Um, I, I got to ask you about the head scissors in that match to Joey Janela. Yeah. What happened there? Yeah, so that we, uh, are we supposed to protect kayfabe? No, 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 no. All right, all right. I'll, I'll just tell that. So the way it worked out was um, we, we were entering in the in the groups, like the, the card groups yeah. or whatever. And so I was the hearts, and I'd kind of talked to my group, and like whatever it was, I was going to go in and get my one thing in before it all started. And uh, we kind of agreed that I was going to run first. And so we go out, and Billy Gunn just started running. Yeah. And I was like, dude, what? I, so then I was actually racing. Like, I, I started running. But it's hard to run down the ramp, kind of, and I really didn't want to fall because that would have been, like, the worst thing We've all ever. seen that before. We've, yeah, the, the tightest yeah. thing. So I was like, that's not going to be me. But So I was trying to race Billy, and he's fast for an older dude. I was like, damn. He's jacked. So I was, I was running trying to catch him, and he slid in. I was supposed to do something with Brandon Cutler. And the second Billy slid in, he just started kicking Brandon Cutler. And I was like, no way, this is not going to happen to me right now in front of everybody. Like, the biggest thing I've ever done. Yeah. Uh, so I grabbed Joey, and I was like, dude, help me. And it was, I, I don't usually work it, but it was all right there. And I just whipped him off, and, like, we were, it just, it all happened right there. And that kind of, I've wrestled him before, so he kind of knows my stuff. And, but I didn't know he was going to do that to his head. Like, so, so Joey sold it like that on purpose? Yeah. Oh, my God. But it felt weird to me, because normally someone just takes a roll. And, like, we did it, and I felt something kind of weird. And I got, like, a really, really loud reaction. Yeah, that was one of the first big pops of the night. Yeah, and I was like, oh, damn, for a head scissor or whatever. And then I saw it after, and I was like, dude, are you okay? Like, I didn't even realize uh, what had gone on. But, yeah, he totally, he's awesome, dude. He's a really generous guy. And um, he's always trying to help uh, people get over and, like, do their thing and all that. But that was, like, a perfect example. He just, he took a totally regular move and made it, like, a moment that, you know, I'll remember and people will remember. Yeah. So. so after the match, when you went back to the back, what was the reaction from everyone back there? You know, it was kind of, everyone there was kind of in awe, I think, of how big the thing was. And I think, like, I knew it was going to be big, but when I got there and I saw the setup of it kind of and, like, how professional it looked, um, I was kind of surprised. And then I kind of was like, like, am I really, like, they want me for this? It's kind of... <laughs> And I think everybody back there was a little blown away by how big it was. Um, but, yeah, everyone was stoked. I mean, it went, it, it was an awesome experience for all of us. It, it was hard to kind of put, it was a cluster kind of um, with that many people and all that. But it was, it was really cool. Every, everyone that I talked to was happy with it. So if, if you said you don't watch wrestling anymore, do you watch your own matches now? Yeah, I will do that because um, I watch a little bit. I watch more, like, highlights than, the thing is, I... I haven't watched, I mean, before this, I haven't watched WWE for a long time because I just really kind of got tired of, I'd flip it on, there's like a 30-minute promo at the beginning of everything, and it's just like, you know, I don't, it's not what I want to see. I I was telling you, it's it's funny because the only, the only people I really had any interest in watching were like Kenny, the Bucks, and Cody. Mm -hmm. And so I, I got like a New Japan subscription, whatever, and I was wow. really in when uh, All In happened. Mm. I was like super excited about that because I was like, this is this is what I want to see, and like I haven't been excited about this since I was little. Um, so yeah, I'll watch a little bit uh, here and there. I watch my own stuff so I can kind of know what works and what doesn't work. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I kind of I I don't like watching myself in a way that I like. I don't like the way my voice sounds on camera sometimes. I'm like, is no like this looks bad to me, stuff I'm doing, but it's just something you have to get used to though. Yeah. Like, you know, I've been in television for a long time. You have to get used to the fact that that's what you look like. Yeah. This is what you sound like. 
Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And you just have to get used to it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're going to have to get used. You're in, a, you're in a film coming up. Not just a film, but you're in a Quentin Tarantino film. Yeah. I feel like maybe that got a little bit blown out of uh, proportion. but You're still in it. Yeah. I mean, hopefully. Maybe they kept me out. But, um, yeah, that was kind of wild because I had... I, Chris Jericho was kind of like one of the first people I told about that. I think maybe technically I wasn't allowed to say anything, so sorry well, if I did. It's out there now. Whatever, but um, that was like, I, I'm in the background for like probably two seconds maybe. But um, Which was like five days of filming, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah I did a couple of them, but yeah, it, um, that was something my dad had wanted me to do that. And I, I was telling Chris, but like that for my dad was like, he was so, so excited. And he told me, he was like, and that was before any of this all elite stuff. But he was like, this is like if you got to just wrestle Triple H. This is like, this is it. Like, this is what I've been. And, um, you know, he told me, he's like, if I never work again, I'm I'm happy with this. This is. Wow. And so he wanted me to do the extra work. Cause, and he told me, he's like, I just want you to be in the same thing that I'm in. Uh, and, like, whether they keep it, your footage or not, like, I, we, that's something we both will have done. Not a lot of people can say that. And, um. You know, I, I mean, I was—I thought it was cool, but I, now, especially, I'm, like, really happy that it got done. But so I ended up, I told Chris about that, and we were just kind of talking, and I ended up getting all these messages from people from, like, ABC News and all that, like, we want to cover your role in the movie. And I was like, I don't have a role. There's no, it's nothing like that. It will, it'll end up being on your IMDb now as uncredited, I'm sure. I don't even know if I have one, but yeah, we'll see. You will now. Someone make one. Um yeah. But yeah, I went to this event. People were like, "What can you tell us about your part in the movie?" And like, "How was how was fit?" And I was like, "I I sat in a chair all day. I didn't." <laughs> You'll like see the side of it. Well, when we when we see it, it's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. Quentin Tarantino's new film. Yes. Uh, Brad Pitt's in it. DiCaprio's uh, in it. Margot Robbie. It's a huge cast. So when we watch the film, what scenes should we be looking for? Do you know? I don't know how much I'm allowed to actually. Okay. I think I think they might actually okay. sue me, but. <laughs> Well, I have my hair out, so watch out for it. Okay, so we just, so look for the hair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It'll be like that. I took better care of it that day. I did. (laughs) Well, you weren't probably doing that. It was probably someone doing it on your Well, yeah, I washed it and got it already, and then I went and then they redid it anyway. So that's that's, that's how movie sets work. Yeah. You know? Um, Was your dad always a wrestling fan? Yeah. He was, it's funny, I I told Cody this too. My dad was a huge, huge Dusty Rhodes fan. Hmm. And, um, he, like, growing up, he had this, like, Dusty Rhodes kind of box set, whatever, like, the best of Dusty Rhodes. And I had this thing when you opened it up, uh, it would talk. Like, it had Dusty talking. And he just wore it out because you just open it up all the time and listen to it. And he, uh, the, he broke the speaker in it. But, um, yeah, he, he, was, he was really big into it. Dusty Rhodes and, like, Ric Flair were his. He'd just walk around the house doing those, those promos and spiels and all that. Um, but yeah, so the other day, I mean, I was going through some stuff, like this bookshelf at his house, and he just has a Dusty Rhodes action figure standing on the bookshelf, which is, um, I, I sent Cody a picture of that, and that I think is kind of cool. That's, um, Cody's been, like, it's kind of wild, because like a year ago, Cody Rhodes was, like, kind of so far out of my plane of sight, like, but he, he's, a, he's a good friend, as well as kind of like an inspiration and like a mentor, and it, I guess he's my boss, which I don't. He is your boss. Yeah, which I don't. I don't. He, he's just such a cool guy and a good guy that it doesn't. It doesn't feel like that. Um, he's just. Yeah, he's been. He's been a good friend, like a supportive guy and all that. So I'm. I'm glad to have him. And the, honestly, the whole, the whole kind of all elite team. It's, you know, I've never been signed to wrestle anywhere else, but I don't imagine it's kind of this close knit of a mm-hmm. of a group because they're all really just genuine, supportive people. Do you, uh, Do you feel like? you know who his dad is and who your dad is, dad is kind of gets you in the door yeah i mean i feel like when i talk to him about it, i feel like he kind of gets what it's like a bit and um you know whether whether it's like on purpose or subconsciously or not i think in a way i've always kind of been trying to fill some big shoes and like trying to to, to, to kind of be my own guy i feel like I, I have to get out from this I, it makes it sound bad. I don't know. There, there's kind of a big shadow. Yeah. And, like, to be successful on my own, I feel like I have to, like, go that much further. Sure. And do that. And I feel like Cody totally gets that. Because if you look at him, his dad's a legend. Yeah. And I think, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't know what I think about, a lot of people ask me about, like, the universe, like, what life after death, and, like, th- or if things are meant to happen or not. And I don't, 
I don't really know what I think about that, but I, I do feel pretty confident that I, like I'm meant to be where I am with the people I'm with right now. And I feel, mm. I fact Cody and these guys, I think this is, this is where I'm supposed to be. And um, I can't really think of anywhere else I'd rather be, honestly. So if we were to have this conversation 20 years from now, you've had this yeah. incredible wrestling career. What do you want people to remember you for? I'm trying to think. I don't, I mean, in a way, what I've kind of learned is wrestling is never what you expect it to be. Because like I didn't, I didn't make the Jungle Boy thing up. Uh, and when I, I never would have thought. If you asked me four years ago, like if you told me what was going to happen, I'm like, I don't believe that. For what me. was the name you were wrestling under before? Yeah, I, I stole it off of the Ultimate Fighter on TV. It was Nate Coy, and yeah. I just took it because I couldn't. I was trying to think of a cool name, um, but I couldn't. Like I don't know. I couldn't think of anything and they told me like the show's in two days we need a name for you <laughs> and I was on the phone I was just watching the ultimate fighter and this guy was talking and I was like do you know I'll be Nate Coy like <laughs> and they're like what is that and I was like so were you jungle boy Nate no Coy? I was just Nate Coy ah and I went and I I like red trunks and black boots and nothing jungly at all and um I was a big Conor McGregor fan and I would always see that he would like get uh on the other side of the octagon and like kind of crouch like that mm. like a like a monkey and um, I was, they put me out first and I had no like crowd pose or whatever. And like, I was embarrassed and I was super wet. And I was just in the middle of this warehouse and like downtown with all these people staring at me. Um, and I didn't know what to do. So I kind of just crouched down like Conor McGregor. Cause I was like, that's cool. And the announcer guy, he told me, he's like, I have a nickname for you. And I was like, well, what is it? But he, he wouldn't tell me cause we we're in front of all these people. And then it just came time for me to be announced and he said, Jungle Boy Nate Coy. When I first heard that, I was like, "Are you kidding me? That is so <laughs> stupid!" And like I was, I was pretty annoyed about it. But then, that was the part that people caught on to. No, no one was chanting Nate Coy because, um, <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, it's kind of a silly name for that. But the Jungle Boy thing, people really liked. So how quickly did you go out and get gear to match that? Not very well. I, I kind of the gear. I actually. People were just giving me gear in the beginning. They'd be like, oh, I have these trunks, wear them. And I was like, all right. And I wasn't fully sure then that I was like dead set on wrestling again. Mm. But I kind of, it started influencing my style more. And I would do kind of more of the monkey-like stuff and, I don't know, jungle moves, whatever. I don't know. I Honestly, when I first saw that you were signed to AEW, because yeah. I had heard about you, but I was so stoked. Yeah. I was like... Am I gonna be able to do an interview with him? Like, yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't know. Does the Jungle Boy character talk? Like, I didn't know. Yeah, that's what, I don't know. I mean, he doesn't uh, a lot of times. I don't know. It kind of is. That's the thing is like I never, I didn't plan this character. I didn't like plan yeah. this was you gonna be my start, thing. Then. Yeah, I don't know. So I'm kind of just rolling with it as it goes. So I guess to go back to your original question, I don't know if in, I don't know if in 20 years I will still be the Jungle Boy. What will have happened? But I guess. I just want to do, I don't know, I just want people to have a good time watching me. And I think it's really cool for me to see little kids um, because, I, I mean, that's just what I remember. Wrestling is, it's, it's kind of magic when you first see it. And, like, yeah. before you know kind of, like, the ins and outs of it, whatever, it's just, like, kind of a magical thing. And I'd never seen anything like it. And it kind of just really captured my imagination and everything. So I guess to be able to do that to someone... To, to kids or to anyone else. I think that's pretty much all I could ask for. Do you feel like growing up here in Hollywood or in LA yeah. has made you the type of person you are for better or for worse? I think maybe it has, but I think honestly maybe it has like in the opposite way. Like my dad was very like, it, like as not Hollywood as you could be. And like I think a lot of people don't like not knowing him. Well, they see the photos, you know, they see the yeah. photos that everyone sees from the 90210. Days. Yeah. If you see pictures of like paparazzi pictures of my dad, I, I told Chris this, but he, the worst fashion sense I've ever seen on anybody <laughs> ever. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't buy any clothes and I don't buy clothes either, but he, he had like old pants that like, I guess were too big for him. And instead of getting a belt, he'd take a zip tie and he'd put it in between the two no. belt loops. Yeah, and he'd zip tie his pants shut. <laughs> and like when he'd come to get me from school, I'd be like, can you just stay in the car? Because I, he had this dog that he would bring and he didn't have a leash and he'd take a big scarf that was my sister's and tie it around the dog's neck. 
and we walked with these zip tied pants and like he wore a fanny pack before it was like I guess cool which I don't even think it is but always had a fanny pack he had like a visor and he had glasses that he tied a string around and wore them on a necklace so that was like what my dad was like and um I remember not that long ago my one of my headlights was out and he was like all right we're gonna change this headlight today and I was like can, can I just take it to the to the shop or whatever but he he was the t- he tried to fix his own plumbing he tried to wow. yeah um so he was totally like that and he you know he drove like a soccer mom minivan and i guess kind of i don't know if he taught me but um like i just got an instagram and i felt like a real kind of sellout for getting it but like my my dad my parents but they were never into that whole kind of display of things they were just really genuine kind of I guess kind of quiet people. How'd you pick your Instagram name? Um, I I remember when I was in high school, there were there were security guards at my high school because we used to have to walk down the street from building to building, and one of these guys was uh, he's just a cool security guard and I asked him to sign my yearbook at the end of the year, and all he wrote he was like Jack, the man, the myth, the legend, and I just, that was it. I th- but I thought it was so cool, like how kind of. So now your name is Boy. Yeah, myth, well, I always liked that. And then I figured just now, Jungle Boy, it's better just the boy, the myth, the legend. So, uh, and I figured it would be taken. And then I typed in, and I was like, no, you can have it. So I was like, I better swoop that up before anyone gets it. Um, but yeah, that's kind of. I feel like people have this love hate relationship with Los Angeles. Like, obviously, actors live here because there's yeah. lots of work here. But all, any of my friends who moved out here for television hosting or acting, they're like, it's so hard to make friends here. People yeah. are not very genuine. They're no. super fake. Obviously, the traffic here sucks. Yeah, that's... It's funny when I go other places because, like, this, it took me, like, 30 minutes to get, like, three or four miles to you. Yeah. So I'll go other places, and it's, like, somewhere, like, it's seven miles away. And I'm like, all right, we got to, like, leave an hour early. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? It takes, like, 20 minutes. There's something about going from the valley, like... To here? I don't yeah. know what it is. It's, like... It's a bummer. I don't know what the traffic system. I was like, I need to fix that. But did, did growing up here, did you have a lot of friends who had famous parents too? Uh, yeah, a couple. I, I would imagine your neighbors would be, like you'd be living in you know, a place where yeah, your neighbors Yeah, I mean, are... it, wasn't, it wasn't fully like that. I had, uh, I mean, you know, like my dad also, uh, his friends, I would like see their kids and all that. And it was kind of, but it, was, it wasn't really like, my dad so wasn't, like that I get it's like I never thought of him as being famous so I never really thought like it wasn't like I needed other people with famous parents to like relate like because it's just my dad was kind of my dad and a lot of times I was I was like embarrassed by him um at these school events and whatnot so it was I knew people but it wasn't I don't know I get I guess you kind of just it's hard to explain what he was like, too, because I think the world has such a, like, built-up perception of who he was and all that. Yeah. But he was just... Well, to you, he's your dad. Yeah. And, but he, he just really... He, he's from Ohio, and he just really was like an Ohio boy, full on. But I imagine when you live in, you know, the type of neighborhood you live in, yeah. all your neighbors are actors or directors or producers You're or trying whatever. To, yeah, something like that. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, we used to live in Hancock Park, and it was, it was a pretty... Uh, all, all the houses are pretty big and fancy and all that. But again, this is kind of like how my dad was. He um, he got me a go-kart uh, one year. And we used to go out in the street, and I'd be racing this go-kart. And there were people driving, like, Porsches and all that, giving us these dirty looks. <laughs> but my dad was out there with a walkie-talkie, like, talking to me in this go-kart. And, then, like, we would just be out there racing it. Wow. Yeah, so he was kind of, you know, he was like a hillbilly boy, you know. Beverly Hills somewhere. I have to say, I think it's so great how openly you speak about your father. Yeah, it, um, you know, it's kind of like, I, I used to really not try and speak about him at all, but it's, uh, there's nothing, uh, there was a time when I thought I could keep it a secret, kind of, but obviously the cat's out of the bag, but it's just, you know, I mean, the whole thing, the whole world, kind of, everyone knows what's going on, and it's not, you know, I don't know. I, I've, there, there are obviously like personal things that I don't talk about with him and all, but I can't. I guess I also want to know because I feel like people. I just want. He, he's just a really cool, down-to-earth guy, and um, it's weird because like all the pictures I've seen online are him when he's young with that stupid hair and all the the clothes and all that. <clears throat> but and I guess that's how people think of him. But he just. 
And really, my dad's like main thing was being a dad. Like that's what he really was into. And he just totally was, he's just a cool guy, like down to earth and all that. So I just, I guess I want people to know that as much yeah. as they can. Um, I'm sure he'd be incredibly proud of everything you've accomplished right now. Yeah, it, uh, it's kind of bittersweet because I do, at Double or Nothing especially, I really wished he could be there, but. No, he uh, was. Yeah, and I, I think he knew before. I, I think he knew that things were going in a good direction. And um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's a bummer too. It, it, uh, I try and be positive about it, but it's, it's pretty lame. Sure. But. Well, now you got another big match coming up. Yes. Where the spotlight's on you. Yes. Not fighter fest. Yeah, not you and you know twenty other people. Yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be good. That's kind of that whole segment too with Bret Hart was wild because I didn't know about any of that before I got there. No way. No. Cody was just like, oh yeah, you got the Bret Hart segment. I was like, what? Is, I didn't know. I didn't know he was there even. What? I was like, what is that? Is that like something I should know? But um, this is gonna be awesome. Uh, Have you worked any of those guys? Obviously, you worked with them in the battle royal. No. Oh wow! No, so it's yeah. uh, it's Jimmy Havoc. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, Hangman Page yeah. and MJF. MJF. Yeah. That totally. Yes, MJF, my friend. If mm. anyone's seen the interview we did. Mm. Um, those kind of matches, they're they're either awesome or they're like when I was doing it, I would I would either hate them or I would love them, and it kind of just depends on the other guys in there because with those kind of things, with that many people, whatever, it's. It has the potential to get really kind of squiffy and all that. But with these guys, I'm... Squiffy. It's, it's Good be, word. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be awesome. From I can't the, wait. From the outside looking in as a fan, yes. I would have to think Hangman goes over in this because he needs to look strong as he goes into his title yeah, match. Yeah, you would think. I don't... I mean, I don't... Here's the thing. I think they also, though, are doing things in a way... I think they know what people expect a little bit. Yeah, like... Um, I don't know. I just show up and do, do what I'm there to do. Um, you didn't even know you were booked on it till recently. No, yeah. They didn't. Uh, I just got an email in there. Like, All right, we're buying your plane ticket, so let us know if this. And I was like, plane ticket for what? Like, um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm super happy to be there. I wanted to be on it. Um, yeah, it's just, it's kind of why. It'll be cool to see, too, because... Double or Nothing was like such a spectacle, and it was like this huge thing. And not that this isn't a spectacle, but mm. now that we kind of got the first one out of the way, I feel like everyone's probably a little more comfortable. And, you know, I mean, we're set. We're about to be every week, like, on the road doing that. So. Absolutely. And there's going to be more eyes on Fighter Fest because it's free yeah. than there were on Double or Nothing. Yeah, and I think this is also just a good time in the beginning to show, this is when we got to get people interested and show them what it's all about. And, um... Yeah, I really, I really think that this, I mean, it's the slogan, but I think it's going to change the world of wrestling. Well, uh, it already is. Yeah, I think, you know, I think if you look at Double or Nut, that was, honestly, I thought that was probably one of the best wrestling shows I've ever seen. And it gave me goosebumps. Being there, Cody's entrance, I got full-on goosebumps. And it, like, it, it just made me feel things that I don't, I don't feel when I watch wrestling. And I think... I think it's the right time for this. I just think everything's kind of aligned. Like, this is the time to do it. And these yeah. are the right guys to do it. Do you have a, a favorite match of all time that you've watched? That I've watched? Yeah. Oh, that's hard. I I mean, I feel like... I feel like when I was... It would have to be someone when I was younger because that was when I was, like... I, was, I used to be blown away, like, by... I would sit there... I remember, I guess... I don't know what year... I was always super into Rey Mysterio... And I remember when, whatever year it was, he, he, like, entered first in the Royal Rumble. Yeah. And he ended up winning it at the yeah. end. And they just totally, because it was, like, him and Randy Orton at the end. And I used to, I used to hate Randy Orton. I was like, this guy's such a prick, whatever. But, <laughs> the, the, like, I don't know, him winning. Rey Mysterio has always been awesome to me because I'm never going to be, like, a huge guy. But to see him... He's not even, I mean, he's, he's Jack and all, but he's, he's a really short guy. But you're bigger than people think. Like, I think people look at your photos and because you're lean, they go, yeah. oh, he's 5'7", he, you know. Yeah. You're like 5'10"-ish, yeah, right? Like, we're like the same height. Yeah, I, uh, I've been trying to get bigger too. It, uh, It'll come. Yeah, that's what, well, th this was so cool because I remember people always used to tell me, um, I guess I'm just gonna get like full on, people used to tell me that you're, you're going to have to take steroids or this isn't going to work. Wow. And that was so kind of like disheartening to me. And I felt like, like, if you look at everything else, like, look at what I'm doing. Like, 
I don't, I don't see why that's that big of a thing. And, um, you know, I did some extra work for WWE, and they didn't say anything like that. But uh, I was talking to Scott, Arm Scott Armstrong. He's like, you need to get bigger and put on some size. And I knew that, and that's something I'd wanted to do anyways. But, um, what, like, when I talked to Cody and the Bucks, not, that was never anything that they yeah. said. And it was always, because before it was like, you have to do this in order to be able to do this. And they kind of just wanted me as I was. Um, I feel like you could be like the third young buck. Like get the same type of sideburns. People used, I didn't know who they were when I got back into wrestling. And people would be like, you look like a young buck. And I didn't realize that those were like people. And I was like, thanks. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what that is. Um, but yeah, people have told me that I'm, I'm down. You guys know. Do you have a, a, a goal weight that you're shooting for? Um, like what do you, what's your shoot weight now? Right now I'm about like 157. Okay. Back in November, it was 145. So. There, dude. Yeah. That's that's a lot. Yeah. So if you can keep adding 10-ish pounds every six months. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I had, to, I had to go to GNC and drop a bunch of money on powders and whatnot. But I'd rather do it this way. I don't... I, I made... My dad and I, that was something we talked about when I was little about steroids and all that. And he made me promise that I wouldn't do it. Mm. And, I mean, not... I probably wouldn't have done it anyways because it's just not really my style, but... I mean, now especially, that's, I can, it's not something I can do. But Not that I know a ton about nutrition, but I work out sometimes. Yeah. Um, you look good, man. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I think that your metabolism is so high right now that yeah. you could probably eat literally anything. Yeah, that's just, yeah. Like, remember when Taylor Lautner put on all that size for the Twilight films? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was talking about like eating cheeseburgers and pizza all day. Well, it's, it's hard for me to eat. Like, I, I'm not that hungry. Oh, yeah, and you just have to force yourself. Yeah, well, that's yeah. the thing. Like, when I wake up in the morning, I'm like not hungry. I have to wait oh. a couple of, but I'm watching all these videos, and like, you just you need to eat that. something. The biggest thing that uh, changed my life in terms of nutrition was, do you know who Tim Ferriss is? No. He has a book called The uh, Four Hour Work Week, Four Hour Body, Four Hour Diet, all these okay. things. Um, he says 30 grams of protein in the first 30 minutes of waking up yeah like jump starts your metabolism yeah. jump starts your body and gets your body like craving that protein yeah. and rebuilding your muscles yeah so for me that helped i don't know you know different things work for different yeah. people i found for me once it started uh you know rich piano do you know yeah of course i i, I like billy gunn uh, talks all yeah about I, li I like watching his videos and obviously he's going for some, i mean he was going for something very very different than what i'm going for but it's kind of, in a way, it's a mindset, I think, kind of. Because once I would force myself to eat a little bit, once I saw myself gaining weight, then I was like, oh, man. Like, then I was excited to force myself to eat because yeah. it was like things are working. Are you worried that if you put on size, maybe your abs will go away? A little bit. Well, the thing is, sometimes I don't do that much cardio because I don't, I'm oh, trying not yeah. to burn off the... Yeah. But so then every now and again, I'm in the ring. I'm like, do you know, who cares about being big? I can't breathe. Dude, I didn't do cardio until I was like 28. Yeah. And I'm trying to I'm trying to find a balance because I, I want to be a little bigger, um, but you know I, I can't. But you're like genetically predisposed to have abs, so even if you put on like yeah. 20 pounds, you'll be fine. I hope. I'm, we'll see. I'm like 185 ish. Yeah. So like and I still have abs. Yeah. So you'd be fine. Well, yeah, that was the that like, I pretty much had the same. My dad weighed the same as I did, and he was 50, and um, he'd pretty much weighed like 145, 150 his whole life. So I th I think maybe I think if I didn't work so like to get big I think maybe I'd just stay like that pretty much forever. So so like you know if you're looking off in the distance here a year or two are you looking at maybe 180 190 like that would be cool I don't know that's possible yeah for sure that seems crazy for me but uh, one of my friends who's a wrestler would set an alarm to wake up in the middle of the night yeah to have a protein shake and then go back oh, to sleep man I mean it's a lot of work man I see I see like Brian Cage. Oh, God. And, like, people want to, like, talk shit about him for whatever. And, like, oh, he does it. But, like, he comes to wrestling shows with two suitcases. And one has a bunch of gear. Mm -hmm. And one has a bunch of food. I've never seen Brian Cage without a Tupperware container. This guy's carrying, like, whole chickens around in a bag everywhere he goes. Like, <laughs> They're not live. No, no. Um, but yeah, he's just got food and rice and, like, whatever. Like, it's... I don't know if, like, that's a full-time job of just eating. And then yeah. he has to wrestle. And then he has to do the, it's, it's nuts. He's a machine. Yes, he I don't know. That guy's... I couldn't do it. Incredible. Yeah. All right, so we're sitting here in June. It's almost your birthday. Happy early birthday. Thank you. It will be your birthday when this gets posted. Very good. 22. Um, 
So what, what's what's the next six months have in store? Oh, the next six months. We have Fighter Fest. Yeah, we got Fighter Fest. Fight for the Fallen. Yes. I don't know about that. We'll see. I'll probably know two days. All before. out. <laughs> All out. Yeah. And then TV. Yeah, then TV. That's I don't know. It's just kind of. It's why I'm just. I mean, again, I kind of don't know fully what to expect. I know it's going to be big and I know it's going to be huge, but it's. I don't know. I kind of just have to wait and see. This is like the calm before the storm. Yeah, that's what I've been thinking because like there are like three shows before then, but then it's like every week, yeah. and then it's on. So I guess I'm kind of just enjoying my time off before it starts. But I'm I'm so excited to get started too. That's yeah. the thing. It's this whole interview can be measured in metrics, like your weight now to when someone watches us a year yeah. from now, or like you have like 43,000 Instagram followers right Something now. Like Once that. you guys start doing weekly television. Yeah. You know, so these all be all the metrics, the, the yeah. benchmarks right now that when someone watches this in six months and a year and whatever, they'll go, oh, my God, man, Jack's come so far. Yeah, that'll be why. Yeah, I'm just I don't know. It really is like a dream come true. And it's I don't know. I, I, am, I don't really have the words for it because it's it's so big. And I kind of it's, it's wild to me. Like I'm a part of it's really also history. I feel like like this yes. is I don't know. I'm a part of it. And I just can't wait to see how it goes and. You know, I was thinking about that. To ju- I get to be in a locker room with like Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes and the young, like. To just be around those guys is awesome. And like, I think I'm gonna learn so much. And I don't know. I'm just. It's gonna be awesome. Well, dude, you're doing it. Yeah, um, man. Congratulations to yeah. you on everything. This has been a really enjoyable conversation. Yeah, this has been fun for me. Man. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I right, appreciate you. Appreciate it, man. That was great. Uh, Big thanks to Jungle Boy for coming to my hotel in L.A. and making that happen. I can't wait to see what the future has in store for him. And if you don't follow me on Instagram, you're missing out because the photo that I took with him, it's actually the thumbnail of the YouTube video as well. It's me and Jungle Boy, and I'm playing like the Luchasaurus role. Like Jungle Boy is on my shoulders. That's worth following me alone on Instagram. Uh, Thank you to Green Road CBD products. Use my code CHRIS15 to get 15% off at greenroadsworld.com. Also, thanks to Samson Technologies at samsontech.com to see their full lineup of audio equipment. And most importantly, thank you to you. I, I, I super appreciate you downloading this episode because without you, it would just be me talking into a microphone here in my spare bedroom that I'm now calling a studio yeah i say that with their air quotes around it studio uh so please if you've listened this long just take another 27 seconds to leave a five-star review on apple Podcasts, uh which would help so much also keep an eye out for my interviews from fighter fest this weekend with luchasaurus jimmy havoc and a few other little surprise a ruse